It's the right time for Western Oklahoma. Well, good morning, everybody. Hour two of the right time for Western Oklahoma. If you're wondering who the raspy voice guy is, it is Todd uh, filling in for Harold Wright this morning, who is on assignment in the mountains or on his way to the mountains. <laughs> Let's crawl in Studio 2 and our Honorable District Attorney, Angela Marcy. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing good. Today is a special day in your family. It is. It is. It is a special day. It is the birthday of the matriarch of the Wright family. My mom, Carol Wright, turned 75. 75! That is hard to believe. You don't look it at all, Carol. That's awesome. <laughs> I know, right? I know. She, lo- she has She's always done. looked the same to me. Never yeah. seems to age. Sweetest lady in the world and the baker of the best chocolate sheet cake in the world. She definitely has the gift of hospitality. Oh, that yeah. is one of her many spiritual gifts. And a, and a career as a teacher. Oh, yes. She's, she's impacted the lives of a lot of our Oklahoma uh, citizens uh, teaching English. Yeah. Very true. Very yeah, true. And she was a librarian, too, wasn't she, for no, a while? Or, what, or no. was it just, you know, okay, for some she reason was I was a, thinking late. Uh, yearbook. Yearbook, uh, okay, yeah, 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 okay, yeah. I remember she used Sponsor. to have a license tag said, rewrite, you know. She still uh, does, does yeah. Okay, you'd, yeah. Ha- you'd hand in your paper, she'd give it back, say, okay, <laughs> go rewrite this. <laughs> and she and she gives grammar lessons on Facebook. Oh, very good. We I, We always need that. I can get behind that. We just lost my favorite English teacher, Mrs. Parrish from Cordell, who I had in eighth and ninth grade. And she is the one that turned me into a grammar Nazi. And I love it. Yeah, because it's funeral is actually today. It, it is this morning at 11 yeah. a.m. We, yeah. Uh, yeah. We First Baptist my, Church. Closed my office in Ouachita County so that yeah. my staff could attend her uh, funeral. Sweet, sweet lady. Rest in peace, Mrs. Parrish. She's one of the all-time great well welcome into the studio i thought we would spend uh the next we're going to extend the show because for the next couple of hours we're going to talk about <laughs> presidential immunity and how that no i'm just kidding good thing i have to go to beckham county <laughs> oh whoops <laughs> okay sorry no well <clears throat> one of one of the uh, topics i want to talk about is finally because it seems like i'm i ask you about this every time richard rojam Finally going to get executed after 40 years now, almost? It will be. It'll be 40 years this summer. He mm. killed Layla in uh, 1984, July eight, uh, July 6th, 1984. She was only seven. Mm. It, it, is, it has just been a travesty that there has been appeal after appeal, television shows, just scam you know, suits filed and and stuff like this. Why has this taken so long? It's maddening. So one of the reasons is because of the way the appeal process used to work. Um, Because it's a death penalty case and because we want to get it right, there are additional appeals um, processes that are in place. And so they have a direct appeal to the Court of Criminal Appeals, uh, post-conviction appeals, uh, which are also through the Court of Criminal Appeals, and then they can go through the whole federal system. So through the federal um, Western District is where it would start in this area, um, and then the Tenth Circuit, and then all the way up to the Supreme Court. And so back when 
Rojam originally committed the crime, you had to complete one appeal but process before you could start the next process. And so when he first was tried, that's how it was. And so that's why it took so long. And then they, it went all the way up, I think, um, that time to the Western District of Oklahoma, and they found an instructional error. And so they sent it back for resentencing. They, they found that the conviction, the factual finding that he was guilty, because that has never, never been in question, yeah. his guilt. And so they sent it back for resentencing. They did uh, the second resentencing trial, I believe, in 2003. And this time it went through the Court of Criminal Appeals, and there was an issue with um, a juror as well as a witness that wasn't allowed to be called to testify. And so um, they brought it back again. And when I did it in June of 2007, that was the third resentencing trial. And I'm sitting. Um, so then it went through all of the processes. Again. Um, but one major change was from the first trial to that second trial was that they started allowing those appeals, some of those appeals, to, to run concurrently with mm-hmm. each other. So you could do the post-conviction at the same time that you were doing some of those other appeals. It still just doesn't make sense. You know, and this is just my cut and dry mind. You're convicted of murder and you're sentenced to death. Granted, there needs to be an appeal. Why do appeals take so long? Because it seems like one appeal, you got a year, two years tops, boom, it's over, it's done. But it seems like there's many different types of appeals and, you know, technicalities, as you mentioned, and, and stuff like that. When does it ever end? You know, de- death is different, and so that's why we want to be certain that we're doing the right thing. Um, when the government is going to take that action of executing a- another person, um, even for a heinous crime, that we need to have that certainty. And so that's why there are multiple processes put in place to ensure that we that we don't get it wrong. And the other thing that happened in Rojum is that once once his case got all the way through the Supreme Court after the trial I did in 2007, once it got all the way through the Supreme Court, then we had the moratorium. And so that extended it as well. And so they and they do the executions in the order in which they are cleared or through the Supreme Court. And so that's why, even though Rojum, I believe he maybe has been on death row longer than anyone else at this point. And so that's why, even though he's been there the longest, he didn't clear through the Supreme Court as early as some of the other inmates and defendants did. Now, here's here's the big question. Is there anything else that could possibly come up to delay this at this point? Or is that even known? I mean, so I, I mean, sure. You know, there are, there are people, there are advocates out there still attempting to abolish the death penalty in the state of Oklahoma. There are um, other executions that will be scheduled prior to Rojums, obviously, some that are already scheduled. Um, And then um, 
there are efforts, um, you know, always to attempt to stop that by, by abolitionists. And so I'm not going to ever say ne that it, it cannot happen. Um, we are closer than I believe we have been. Um, we were set actually last October would have been his original execution date. Um, and then I think based on the filings that I saw, um, we are looking at approximately a September of 24 execution date for Rojum at this point. So we have paid for 40 years to feed and house a convicted murderer who was sentenced to death. It's unbelievable the money <laughs> alone that we have spent, not to not to mention uh, all the dollars of the appeals and all the processes you guys have had to go through. And, and I think that's one of the points of having a death penalty is we're not going to house these people forever. We're going to do away with it. It's done. It's over. But yet 40 years later. Well, Todd, you're young enough that uh, you may not remember in the 70s, uh, the Supreme Court of the United States did away with the death penalty, mm -hmm. and uh, we did not have it uh, and for, for a lot of years. That's why uh, famous, uh, notorious, notorious people like Charles Manson is exactly. still alive in prison. We, uh, the, the, we did not have a death penalty. It was ruled cruel and unusual punishment. And then uh, I think it was in 79 or something, they, they, they allowed, the uh, Supreme Court did, to start uh, lethal injection-type executions. And now— Left it up to the states, didn't they, yeah, if I remember and, right? And abolition, abolitionists have fought that. I mean, the—, the uh, what was the, the most recent uh, uh, execution in the United States? It wasn't with lethal injection, was it with— uh, It was the nitrous oxide. Nitrous oxide. Yeah. So they're—, they're uh, yeah, so they're they're still struggling through through the process, and I don't know how many individuals we have on death row in Oklahoma, but it's quite a few, isn't it? Do you know have any idea? I, I don't know the number. I don't either. I, you can look on the State Department of Corrections webpage, and they will list everybody that's on death row. Well, what's going to be really interesting to me is because, as far as I remember, this guy has always claimed innocence, he right? Has. He has never ever, and. Will he, at the last minute, say, I did it, you know? I don't hold out hope for that at all. You know, we will have a clemency hearing. Yeah. Um, that's another thing that we didn't talk about. Yeah. Uh, the Pardon and Parole Board, um, the clemency hearing will occur approximately 30 days prior to the execution date. And um, they'll vote on whether to grant him clemency or not. And I absolutely expect that he will make a claim of innocence um, believe it or not, and this is absolutely astounding to me, death row inmates have access to Facebook. What? And they can post on Facebook. And I have seen some of Richard Rojum's posts on Facebook. Oh my and they God. absolutely, he absolutely will claim innocence in spite of uh, the fact that his guilt has always been established and has never been questioned. Yeah, that's, that's sick. Now, why would they even be allowed to be on a computer? much less be on the Internet. And, and I don't so know. you're I, on I death was, row, you can get stuff that regular prisoners can't. So. It's completely floored that, he wow. was, that, that, they're on, they, that they're on Facebook. That is crazy. Well, 
I want to know who's his Facebook friend because you are a sick mother if you are a Facebook friend with Richard Rojum. Just saying. You know, they've got a whole page. It's called the Death Row Soul. And they, you know, they get on there and, and the abolitionists get on yeah. and they talk about, I mean, it's... Yeah, and, and, and half these abolitionists are the people that end up dating these inmates, you know, And uh, but that's another story. We just had a case like that not too long ago. I believe it's Sarah. Well, we're talking with uh, District Attorney Angela Marcy on the right time for Western Oklahoma. We'll take a break. We'll come back with more. When you're ready to get to work, your equipment needs to be ready to go. P&K Equipment is here to help. Shop with confidence and find all the parts you need for your John Deere equipment at P&K. We have the largest inventory of parts in Oklahoma, so P&K has the part you need to keep your tractor or mower running great. Our trained technicians can service your equipment on site, in the field, or in our shop. Need help trailering your equipment in for service? We'll help with pickup and deliver back to you. Stop in and see us. Give us a call or shop online anytime at pkequipment.com. Hey, cattle producers, your next Superior Video Livestock Auction is coming up on Thursday, February 8th. It'll be seen on Dish Network Channel 997 SLA TV or on SuperiorClickToBid.com. Going to be a great sale. 50,786 head will be on offer. For details, you can go to SuperiorLivestock.com or call them 800-422-2117. SuperiorLivestock.com. Doing a job over and over teaches you things that nothing else can. When you succeed, you learn from it. When you fail, you learn even more. Experience tells us that people with a lot of experience tend to do a better job at everything, like natural gas conditioning. If you're going to use the gas that's already there on location, let the people who've been doing that for a while now, who have a track record of success, do it for your business. If you need a location built or cleaned up, let the roustabout crews who've been at it for years take care of it. When you need fluids hauled, call the people who know it forward and backwards. Lots of satisfied customers the last quarter century will vouch for Canyon Oilfield Services. If you need natural gas conditioning, roustabout crews, or fluids hauled, Canyon will make you a satisfied customer too. Online at canyonoilfield.com. At Canyon Oilfield Services, the key word is service. Southwest Rustic Market is excited to announce their yearly craft show at the Elk City Convention Center. Join them on Saturday, February 10th from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. and Sunday, February 11th from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. This free event boasts over 60 vendors, including Cincy, Young Living, Color Street Nail, clothing for adults and kids, leather products, custom tumblers, Tupperware, Norwex, jewelry, yard art, homemade treats, jerky, and more. Saturday and Sunday, February 10th and 11th at the Elk City Convention Center. Visit the concession stand ran by the local Girls the Binger Nursing and Rehabilitation Care Facility offers skilled nursing in a quiet setting of a small town. We pride ourselves with positive attitudes, and you can rest assured your loved one is receiving the most loving care possible. We offer physical, occupational, and speech therapy, and a wide range of planned activities on and off-site. Come join us for a tour of our facility at Binger Nursing and Rehabilitation. We have the highest facility ratings for care in the area, according to government sources. Binger Nursing Facility, the place for someone you love. Hello, this is Briley Baca with Advanced Financial Strategies in Clinton. Did you know you can legally keep more of your hard-earned retirement savings and disinherit the government? Now is the time to take control of your family's financial future. 
If you've saved the traditional way, did you know that you're in business with the IRS? A lot of people don't realize after working their entire career that all the money in their 401k or IRA is not theirs. Depending on your tax situation, a lot of that money is actually Uncle Sam's. Unfortunately, this is the reality for the majority of retirees, all because they didn't know the rules. This is your retirement we're talking about, so live by your rules. If you're tired of being in business with the government and want to legally disinherit Uncle Sam from your retirement, give me a call, Briley Baca, at 323-6800 or visit our website, retirewithbacca.com. Brian Baca and Briley Baca are investment advisor representatives of an advisory services offered through Royal Fund Management, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Hello, this is Rick Spain with Spain's Construction with something to think about. Nelson Mandela said, it always seems impossible until it is done. No mountain climber ever found the mountaintop by focusing on the impossible position of the moment. They simply found a place to put their foot and kept on climbing. The place you're in may seem to be beyond your ability. You don't have to see the end, just your next step. Welcome back to the right time for Western Oklahoma, 725 uh, Todd and Les and D.A. Angela Marcy in studio, taking over for Herald today and appreciate you uh, being a part of the show. So let's get your legal opinion here, Angela. I know our citizens over in Weatherford are curious about this vote that is coming up on Tuesday, which uh in my opinion, just kind of came out of nowhere. It's like, oh, whoops, hey, sales tax is going to expire. We need to come up with something. So we have this yes, Weatherford vote coming up. And some of the opposition is saying we're not sure legally the city can be in bed with a, quote, Christian organization, the YMCA. And I know the actual proposal that people are going to vote on doesn't mention YMCA, but have you done any research? I mean, are there any legal questions on something like that? So I have not completely exhausted all the research in this area, and I have not been asked to give an official legal opinion. Okay. Um, but, you know, looking at the the language that's on the ballot, it, you're right. It does not say anything about the YMCA. It just generally uses some language about um, allowing the funding of a new city-owned Family Community Center to include indoor and outdoor aquatic facilities benefiting the city. Um, and so when you're looking at that, you have to look at um, on its face, right? Does the language of the proposition itself appear to have something in it that might be a constitutional violation? And looking at the language in and of itself, it does not appear so. Um, the other thing that you have to look at is, okay, well, how they apply that, you know, will that potentially constitutionally cause a constitutional problem? And so you have to look at things like, well, you know, what is, is there a public purpose, right? And so cities absolutely are allowed to do community centers and aquatic centers um, for their community, for the welfare, the health, the well-being. Um, it, it's also uh, an economic driver for cities. And so cities absolutely can do that. That is that is a public purpose. Can they um, lease them out to other entities? They can oh. absolutely okay. contract with other entities to run the facility. Okay. Um, and so you you um, you have to then look at okay. So they're going to contract with 
this other entity. So is it going to be, what's going to be the primary purpose of this? Uh, is it is it a religious purpose or is it, you know, this general purpose, right, for the, the betterment and the benefit of the community? Um, so you have to look at those kind of things. Um, so obviously YMCA has some, is based in Christian principles, but is it so, what do they do, right? They offer health classes and they offer child care and they offer, um, you know, some exercise equipment. They're not out there, you know, offering worship and Bible study. I mean, it's completely different. It is not, while they are based in Christian principles, that's not what they're offering and what their primary focus is. And so you have to look at all of that um, when you're looking at, can they even contract with the YMCA? Um, And then we do know that other municipalities have also contracted with YMCAs. And this this town has already contra- contracted with the YMCA to run the city pool. So there, there are a lot of different things that you look at. And so um, certainly on its face doesn't appear to be, and I think the analysis appears to be as they are looking at it as applied, it probably is not going to be a constitutional violation either. Yeah, this, this is not a unique model. It's been done uh, in Oklahoma City and uh, some other surrounding communities throughout Oklahoma. So, so it's it's truly not a unique model. They've been doing this uh, already in the state of Oklahoma. But what about the indoctrination factor? We know what the village people stands for, and when they came out with the song YMCA back in the 70s, and they were promoting a San Francisco agenda. Shouldn't citizens of Weatherford be upset about the possible indoctrination of the village people if this passes? Todd, you've had too much coffee, my friend. I think, I think this is do, serious. I think you do need to put a lid on that on that coffee. <laughs> well, one thing I will say, I love to look at hypocrisy of both sides. And I really don't have a dog in the in this fight i will share my opinion friday but i live outside of weatherford so i'm not able uh, to vote on this issue but i find it funny that the people now bringing up the blaine amendment saying that it is unconstitutional are the same people that had no problem saying that the blaine amendment doesn't apply to funding for private schools and things like that so it's hypocrisy, folks. Don't just pick and choose the Blaine Amendment or any amendment just to fit your narrow agenda, right? You know, it's got to be everything or nothing. Am I wrong on that? Todd, what I will say and what I will encourage everyone to do is regardless of where you stand on this proposition, regardless of who you're going to vote for for the school board election, exercise your right to vote on Tuesday or during early voting, that is one of our most important um, obligations as a citizen. And if you don't go to the if you don't go to the polls to vote on Tuesday, don't complain about the results. Unless we're talking about the presidential election with two 80-year-old senile men. You have my permission not to vote on that one. No, I'm just kidding. All right. Well, once again, just want to say I'm against the village people. That's all I have to say. 
District Attorney Angela Marcy, thanks for being a part of the show and putting up with me. You're welcome. It's always a pleasure, Todd. And I'm glad Les was here. So you know, he's he's a, a legal scholar as well. So I'm he glad he was here to kind of weigh in a little bit. And he's dressed up as a construction worker today. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just kidding. The Indian like, headdress. Ah. And stuff, yeah. Well, at least we're not doing in the Navy. Tune in every weekday at 6 a.m. for The Right Time with Harold Wright. Brought to you by Priority Home Medical Equipment on 99.3 News Talk KCLI.